0: I'm Stephen. And I'm Kevin. In today's episode of The Stephen Kevin Show, we're going to talk about some surefire ways to blow a prospect meeting.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to episode 46 of The Stephen and Kevin Show. Today, we've got an interesting topic for you. It might sound like one you would not want to sign up for because we said the best way is to blow a prospect meeting. But if you know any of our training, sometimes we like to invert.
0: Yeah, we're going to use a little bit of inversion today. And we're going to talk about the first meeting with a prospect. So typically, this is people call this a discovery meeting. And we're going to go through some surefire ways to absolutely blow this meeting, and then we're going to obviously invert it, and we're going to tell you the right way to go about it.
1: Yeah, and, and if you ask most people, most advisors, they'll tell you, once I get somebody in the door, 99% close Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't buy that 99% no. figure because people do interview multiple advisors sometimes, and not everybody closes. So we're going to talk about some of the ways that people do blow it in an initial prospect meeting yeah. and and how to Set the framework for the fact that you're going to work real closely with this client if they end up becoming a client, the fact that you are prepared, the fact yeah. that you're a professional, you're not going to be pushy. There's there's certain things that are laid in this first meeting, and we want to cover those today. So
0: let's start with the first one today. And the first way to blow a prospect meeting is to
1: jump right into business. Right. So you might think somebody's coming in, they're here to talk about their investments, we right. need to get right down to it. Well, most people want to get to know you a little bit before you dive into that. Yeah, it, it, building rapport is
0: essential, right? And, and it can be a quick, it can be five to ten minutes, but talking to them, you know, the pleasantries of even as simple as, you know, did they find the office okay? And if, if you know people in common, bringing up those people. There's lots of little things that you can do just to kind of get some chit-chat going, and that stuff is really, really important. And, and I think this comes natural to a lot of advisors, but there's certain ones who or maybe more a little analytical, and they just want to jump right into the numbers.
1: Right. And this is a good opportunity to start with some of the basic uh, building blocks of the, their family situation. Where do they live generally? What is it? Um, you, you know, you can start to peel back the onion in the first meeting, the second, the third, and, and so on, yep. so that ultimately you get to know this person real well. Right. Uh, the second way to blow it is to. Uh, to have what you want to cover in your mind and take as much time as you need to get through those action items. <laughs> and that's a surefire way to blow it. If you have somebody who's looking at their watch or they just seem a little bit restless, you have blown it. So mm-hmm. uh, the, one of the first things you want to do is to establish a timeline, and you just do that by asking. You say, well, you know, I've, I've set aside some time for us to to, to go through the ins and outs uh, of, of what the relationship would look like here. I have a lot I want to ask you, but how much time do you have here for us today?
0: Yeah, and I think, that, I think it makes you come across really professional as well, right? You're being very respectful of their time. You know, I've set aside an hour today. How does that sound? You know, And what if they
1: only have 30 minutes, right? You, yeah. you
0: need to know that. It's really valuable information on the front end.
1: Prime example, had a roofer over the other day, right? Looking at our roof. And he asked me the question, How much time do you have? I said, well, it's dinner time. The kids are going to be going nuts here before too long. We were about to take them out for dinner, so we got to get this going. And He proceeds to break out his laptop. Oh, yeah. You might think you wouldn't need a laptop to present on a roof, but he brought a laptop and a PowerPoint presentation that had to be 60 slides.
0: Wow. Yeah. So uh, he didn't listen to, I mean, I'm I'm assuming that 60 slides means he took way too long to go through When the
1: first slide is, let me tell you a little bit about the company that makes the shingles and how long they've been in business and the other products they make and how great they are. Then you know it is going south. And the guy put together a blockbuster presentation. It got better from there. But he had already turned me off because it lasted so long. Well, what's interesting, though, is he,
0: he asked you for that advice, and then he didn't listen to he it. He wasn't so able
1: to shift gears. You need,
0: yeah, exactly. You have to be able to listen to that. Um, the next one here, a surefire way to blow a first meeting with a prospect is to, to wing it, to basically um, hey, say, I can't plan for these things. I'm just going to wing it. And you know what's interesting is that I think that if, as advisors, you know, more senior and senior advisors, they probably fall victim to this because they've done it so much. Right, that they don't prepare as much in advance. And we would say on the other side of it, we want you to put together a nice agenda. Mm-hmm. Looks like you're prepared, right? I think, it's just, again, it's just high level professionalism.
1: Sets the tone for how the reviews are going to work going forward. So, mm-hmm. you know, they may be coming from an advisor where they never had a review for anything. Yeah. The advisor always came across as unprepared. You're setting yourself apart right here from square one. The next way to blow an initial meeting is by starting the business discussion. Maybe a little too abruptly, yeah. diving into their investment returns, crunching numbers immediately. we think starting segueing into the business discussion is a bit of an art form mm-hmm. and so let's say you were talking about the recent snow that we got, the fact that their dog was having a hard time getting out of the house or whatever it was what mundane you know get to know you kind of conversation at some point, you want to shift gears and start with what we would call a purpose benefit check. Purpose
0: benefit check is is a great way to start it off. And what you're gonna do is basically state the purpose of the meeting, state the benefit to the client for this meeting, and then ultimately check with them, make sure that, hey, does that sound right? Does that sound on par in terms of what we were, what you wanted to cover today? So like, for example, you might say, you know, the purpose of our meeting today is to understand more about your financial situation and what's important to you. I Also wanna make sure you have a thorough understanding of how we work with families like yourself and what sets us apart now benefit through this process, we'll be able to give you a gold seal of approval that your current situation is on track, or we may offer a few course corrections, check. How does that sound? Right? It just it just sets the tone for the meeting and it and it signals to the prospect that, okay, now we're segueing into
1: business. Mm-hmm. Uh, The next way to blow it is to make sure they know that you really, really want their business. (laughs) I love this. And that might sound counterintuitive, but the positioning's got to be right here when you're with a new prospect. You want to lay down some, mm, I don't want to say ground rules, but you want to lay down some thoughts that plant the seed that this is not a foregone conclusion, that you're so hungry for business that you'll take them on no matter what. No, there's a couple things that you're looking for in starting any new client relationship. And that might be exactly how you phrase this. So you want to make sure they don't come away thinking, this person needs business like no other. They will recommend anything to get me on as a client. No, you want them taken away. You know, there's a fit process here.
0: One of the advisors I used to to work with um, a while back used to always say that uh, when you hunt, people run, right? If they feel like you are eager to do business with them, they shy away. Instead, if you use a little bit of reverse psychology here, it it can be um, it can have the opposite effect, and they can actually be attracted to working with you.
1: And you've got to do that subtly. But you might say something like, "You know, Kevin, I, I'm glad you came in. There's a, there's a couple of things we're looking for in starting any kind of new relationship. First thing is we want to make sure we can be a value to your financial situation. Make sure we can help." And second of all, equally important, we've got to make sure that you and I would have a good working relationship together. We work really closely with our clients, and, and we want to make sure we can work well with you, and we hope you feel the same way. Perfect. And that's right.
0: it, right? I mean, it's simple. It was so simple, but it wasn't um, It wasn't like, hey, we only take on so many relationships a year, right? Or something like that's a little too in your face, a little too brazen. Yeah. This one is a subtle way of putting some reverse psychology into the meeting, and we think it uh, can work wonders. Yeah. Next one here is, um, <laughs> I like this one too, to don't let the prospect steer your agenda. That's a surefire way to, to lose a prospect.
1: Definitely. Okay. And we all get, we all fall victim to that sometimes where you have a list of things in your mind that you really want to go through, because in your mind, it would be really beneficial to show them your planning tools it would be really uh, beneficial to, uh, to walk through their account statements, they brought in and explain a couple of key points to them, but if you 're getting the signals from them that they 'd like to talk about something else that 's right you 've got to follow that lead and yeah. i i We see that even in in speaking engagements right You know think about how you know even though you might have a powerPoint deck and i 'm getting in front of an audience to speak about a certain topic. If I follow that to a T, regardless of who's there, the reaction I'm getting, the questions I'm getting, there's going to be some times where I'm going down the wrong path. That's true. Sometimes you just wouldn't know until you're there live in front of them that that path isn't the right one. And the really good
0: speakers can switch gears quickly and change change the direction based on what the audience wants. And that's what you're doing here. Same thing. So we call it like uncovering their motivation, which Mm is motivation is basically the reason that they are spending an hour probably sitting down with you discussing their financial affairs. If someone commits to that, There's an underlying reason and you should ask them right up front. You could ask them something like, you know, tell me, what are you trying to accomplish right now with your investments? Or uh, when you think about money, what are some of your biggest concerns right now? Uh, Or you could even say pretty, you know, thanks for taking the time to come in today. I assume you must have one or more reasons for making the time today. Would you mind sharing that with me? Mm -hmm. Identify what is their motivation and then from there you tailor everything else.
1: Yeah. That's one of the questions I like to ask for people inquiring about our coaching services is what uh, what has you in the market for a coach? Yeah. Right. I, you know, it's
0: interesting. I, I have a, a note on my computer that says because uh, I same thing. I want to remember to do this. It just says, what did you want to get out of our call today? Mm, right? I like it. All right.
1: Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, next way to blow it is to make sure they know that your differentiators are service, high level service and financial planning. <laughs> now, again, yeah. might sound counterintuitive. But your differentiator has to be something that's a little bit unique to the competition. And even though you may feel that your service is different and that your planning is fantastic, and it may very well be, that's what everybody
0: is saying. Here are the numbers right here. So based on our latest study, 56% of financial advisors said that outstanding personalized service was their differentiator. 28% said that comprehensive financial planning. So that's the majority of advisors. And it's a little bit of an oxymoron, right, if you're saying that, uh, it's a uh, personalized service, and that's what everyone says. Is that truly a differentiator?
1: right? So we want to put a little bit of thought into what does differentiate you and mm-hmm. it could be something like you know the 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 personalities you have on your team. It could be the the designations that people have uh, in your group. Mm-hmm. It could be we've got a whole list of them, yeah, you know the fact that you focus on a certain client uh, clientele who work at a, a certain in a certain field or a certain company. There's a lot of ways to describe it, but you want to think outside the box with the differentiator, more so than just saying service, because everybody's saying it. The newest of new advisors claims to provide the highest level service in the industry. In fact,
0: we have a whole exercise called True Differentiators that we're uh, rolling out in Austin this week uh, that's going to help advisors really come up with something that's unique to them.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, next way to blow it is to (laughs) tell them after the meeting, you're going to call to set up the next appointment. Why does that blow it, Mr. Nichols? Yeah, well,
0: it it blows it for a couple of reasons. One, I mean, you have them in the moment, right? Emotionally bought in, hopefully, at that point. Why not go ahead and schedule another meeting with them then and there? I mean, who knows what happens and what gets in the way. Or, you know, they go back and then they just – it's just not a stop of mind anymore. They're not thinking about Mm -hmm. it as more. I mean, the truth is is that we – whether it's consciously or subconsciously, sometimes sweep under the rug. Things like reviewing all their financial details. I mean, it's not like something people are super excited about doing. So when you're there and you have them in the moment, you have them bought in, use some sort of assumptive close to get them to the next meeting. You might, it could be as simple as saying, you know, hey, you know, I think we, we've covered a lot of ground today. I've got a lot of good insight. I want to put together some recommendations um, and, you know, maybe we can meet in a couple of weeks and go through those. Fair enough? Mm-hmm. I love something like as simple as fair enough, because most, it's an easy response question. It's almost a reflex for people to say,
1: yeah, okay, what well, works for you? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you, if you look at it in general, our, our intention in an initial prospect meeting is to give off the right impression of how it would be to work with us in an ongoing way. Like we're organized. We got an agenda. Yeah. We're personable. We like getting to know our clients. We, true, we, we, we differentiated what, you know,
0: in a, in a very conversational way, what sets us apart.
1: Yeah, right. yeah, and and it'll set the tone for the way the second meeting works, and, and ultimately the way they will act as a client with you, mm-hmm. right? If you if you look at the opposite side of this, and you said, well, they come to me for investments, and in my initial prospect meeting, I'm giving them a rundown of how we manage money. I'm going to analyze their investments and tell them why they're wrong, and <laughs> you're going to end up creating a client that's really heavily focused on investment returns. It may not be the best client long term. You yeah. want them seeing the breadth of what you offer. And, uh, this is one way to do it. So thanks for joining us, everybody. If you haven't checked us out yet, we do run a coaching program here. It is, uh, in our humble opinion, the best in the industry. If you want to check it out, complete a consultation form. We'd love to have a chat with you to see if there is a good fit. We'll show you how our discovery process works and hopefully not make any of the key mistakes. I, I was just that we thinking that, here. like, if
0: someone calls into us now, they're going to expect an agenda, right? They're going to expect that we use some of these phrases, and we don't have to
1: practice what we preach. to we? Because, you know, I thought that was like <laughs> part on. of the game.
0: You know? Hey, by the way, also subscribe. Um, we're building subscribers here on YouTube. There's a little button over here. You can hit subscribe, and then you can be notified when we actually post a new episode.